Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. Today's podcast is brought to you by Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 280 five-star reviews on Zillow, and Mr. Jonathan is currently working out at this very moment behind that door with Ellen because he believes in putting in his best every day and starting with exercise. And I think that's a valuable commodity for anybody to own the morning, as they say. All right, so I will put their information in the show notes. And today I'm going to talk about objectivity and science. All right, so feelings aren't facts. I'm often quoted as to saying that. And uh, that's something that we used to use a lot when I was a substance abuse counselor many moons ago in the 1980s and early 90s, I suppose, when I worked at Stewart Treatment Center, which is now Stewart Marchman. And one of the things that uh, us counselors would commonly say and preach is feelings aren't facts. All right. Doesn't mean to, uh, you know, take away anybody's feelings, but typically what a lot of people are talking about, especially in the questions that we ask them here at the gym or in our other training programs, you know, aren't really feeling so more about like what they're thinking. And uh, we have to remind ourselves that these things aren't facts. We want to get objective with the training. That is the key today. How do we get more objective? And just to back up a second to explain what I meant before with the clients is oftentimes we will say, did that feel? So we're kind of setting ourselves up with that question. And now we realize that oftentimes say, did that feel light, medium or heavy? And can you guess what the most common answer is? Trainers will right away say the answer, but the answer is it felt okay. So we don't quite get the answer because the person we're asking is kind of manipulating the question a little bit, which is common. That's why they're here. You know, we all don't necessarily want to do the next harder thing. So saying it felt okay or it felt good means don't increase the weight. That is basically what the person is saying when they say that. So that is relying on the feelings, which aren't facts, because the reality is the only way to get better is to get better. So instead of really asking that question and pondering that, what we should always ponder, which we essentially do, is we have a prescription for reps, right? Sets and reps. We have charts. I think everybody that trains with us knows that. 
and we've already decided what the most ideal exercises are for a particular client. And then we figure out what their best rep range is and then how many sets they should be doing based on the allotted time and based on what they need. So we should always be increasing the load when they're able to meet those objectives of sets and reps as long as the form is good. So really, the form is the only subjectivity in the matter. So we always have to balance out quality and quantity. But the quantity is the set, the reps, and the load. Those are all the quantities put into it. Now, good trainers have to keep their eyes peeled and really watch for correct form. I probably shouldn't even say good or bad because that's kind of a subjective rating, right? But there is correct or not correct. There's more correct and less correct, but there's correct and not correct. So if we're doing a leg extension, for example, correct form would be that the hamstrings and butts stay on the pad and they're not lifting, that the hands stay with the loose grip on the handles, that your toes remained dorsiflexed or pulled towards you, that you lift the weight to a full range of motion with a pause at the top, and then you lower slightly slower than you raised it. That would be correct form on a leg extension. And also that you're not doing any kind of jerky movements in between, or you're not like resting every three reps to get your set of say, your goal set of say 12. So those would be correct form initiatives. So if we're able to do that, then we should increase the load just marginally anywhere between say five and 10% is the principle of progression. That is not relying on feelings. It's relying on good objective data because as you know, Maxwell's fitness programs, I believe in programming it and not winging it program better than wing. And look, human nature, we don't always want to do the hard things, including me. None of us do. It's, it's so common for people to say, well, you know, some people just push themselves more than others. That might be true, but that doesn't mean that it's easier for the put person pushing themselves. I think what it is, is they've learned that that is simply the better way. That is paying the price on the front end versus the back end, you know? So that means being proactive. It's like, look, I've got to be here. I'm choosing to be here. I want to get better. So I'm going to do the things that I need to do to get better. So I don't have problems later on. For example, a lot of people come to us to strengthen their body for ADLs or their working through chronic conditions, and they know that a strong body is going to make these conditions better. It always 
is. There's not a situation where that is not true. So we might have to push through with hard work because it's going to be hard work. If anybody's doing a leg extension and they come off that machine and say, that felt pretty easy, they weren't doing it right. And I don't care if you're elite in your fitness or a beginner. That's just the way it is. It's hard for everybody that is doing it correctly. So some people have learned, pay it on the front end. Let me put in the work now and push myself or allow myself to be pushed so this is a little bit harder rather than deal with some of the aches and pains that come along with having a deconditioned body. So it's paying it on the front end, which you're paying it briefly versus paying it on the back end, which you might be paying for like for days, weeks, months on end. So it's just simply learned, I believe. I don't believe there's really a thing of innate pushing yourself. I think it's just a learned behavior, right? All right, so on the same token though, and I fall into this camp, being disciplined also means that you can't do more than the objectivity promotes. So in other words, for me, I might have a program set up to say three sets of 10 on, let's say goblet squat. And people who have a tendency to go overboard, like more is better, and I fall into that camp, and I'm sure many of you do as well, that's also not being disciplined. And that's not that's also not being objective when we think more is better. So again, using my example of say a goblet squat of three sets of 10, and I sit down and I write that program for myself because Maxwell's Fitness programs, my whole business is based on making programs. And I say, well, this is all I need for my glutes and quads. But I get to the end, I get to the third set, and I think, you know, I don't need to stop at 10, even though this is up from where I went last week or last workout. And even though, you know, uh, it felt very challenging into fatigue, now I can do a few more or I can add more weight into a fourth set. So that kind of thinking also isn't productive. So getting out of doing it and telling ourselves, oh, that's fine. Don't increase the weight. And, you know, I don't really want to be pushed can be problematic, as is also not being objective and going by your feelings. Like, I feel like I can do so much more or I feel like doing another exercise, I feel like doing a counterproductive exercise right now because I'm feeling strong, that's also going down a slippery slope. Sticking to the objectivity is what's important. The older we get, once we hit that, you know, birth date of say 40, 50, 60, whatever it is, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't believe that everything's downhill, but there's no doubt that we recover more slowly as we get a little bit older. That's just nature and that's okay. So we really can't get away with going by our feelings. Oh, I feel so strong today. You know, a runner might do it too and say, my coach told me to run three miles at a nine minute pace, but I was feeling good. So I went out faster and I added another mile. 
Okay, that's usually a recipe for overtraining, so it's the same thing. It's the disciplined person, the disciplined trainee, the disciplined athlete that doesn't go by how they feel. They go by objectivity of their plan. The coach says run three miles three times a week. They program this because they know what is best for you. It's kind of like, you know, there's a dose response to everything, right? So you can use the same analogy with medications, right? I mean, we all know that if we start taking more of a pain reliever than our doctor prescribes, that is going to be extremely problematic. That is going to come with side effects. Oh, I feel good here, so I'm going to take an extra one of these to feel even better. I mean, we know that's a slippery slope, which is why doctors do a great job of trying to make sure that this doesn't happen, but it does happen sometimes. But we know that that's not good. And we also know the same thing is true when people say, well, you know, I'm feeling a little bit better, so I'm not going to take this anymore. And the doctor might say, well, I wanted you to take this for a full month. I don't want you to go by how you feel. So it's it's really all of the same thing. Okay. So feelings aren't facts. Stay objective with your training. Stick to the plan. People like me and others who can be idiots and try to do more than they should because they're feeling strong that day will probably end up with overuse injuries. And that's not good. And people that always say, well, it feels good. I don't really want to go up are not going to reach their potential of getting stronger and may feel it on the back end of aches and pains. All right. So let's just focus on more moderate thinking, sticking to the plan. More isn't better. Less isn't better. Better is simply doing a little bit better each time, which should be programmed out. Okay. Now let me thank our second golden sponsors, Daytona Beach Overhead Door Company, the local owners, Zach Hawk and Jeff Hawk. Zach is uh, the son. Jeff is the father. I've known them for 30 years. I've known Jeff for 30 years, I should say. Zach isn't even 30 years old. And I knew Jeff before Zach was even born. They are phenomenal individuals and their product really does speak for itself. Greatest customer service that I know of in that kind of industry. So I will put their information in the show notes. Be Max Fit, be Max Wealth.